Blog Talk Radio. Yeah. It's Mr. Encore. Fantasy Sports and Politics Crew. Yeah. Check. Fantasy Sports and Politics. Ain't no other talk show hot as this. Cover every sport and we get it all right. Log on the site, you can listen tonight. Talk about the game, who in first place. You can even call up, state your own case. Football, b-ball, soccer too. Log on, ain't nobody stopping you. It's Fantasy Sports and Politics Crew. Yeah, come on. Fantasy Sports and Politics Crew. Yeah. Fantasy Sports and Politics Crew. Fantasy Sports and Politics Crew. Yeah, lock on. Peace. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to a crisp first day of December. It's December 1st. Unbelievable. I can't believe how quickly this year has gone by. And we are in the last month of 2016. Exactly 24 days. Well, if you count today, it's 25 days until Christmas. Unbelievable how time flies and how um, the football season is going past very quickly. We got a extra special game on, in my opinion, tonight. Two uh, teams that are going to show whether they are for real or not. Um, we have a, a rookie running back and, and, and a quarterback who are on a tremendous win streak along with the Dallas Cowboys. And then we have the Minnesota Vikings who, for all intents and purposes, are fighting for their proverbial playoff life and uh, trying to uh, uh, crawl themselves back into um, respectability with adversity. But uh, uh, before we get to that, uh, let me get this uh, um, uh, things out of the way, and then we can get to the conversation along with my co-host. Um, the number to call in is 347-637-3220. I'll say that again. It's 347-637-3220. It's the place to be if you want to talk to uh, me or the co-host, Jeff, that I'm going to be bringing in. Um, he is my uh, uh, right-hand man. He is my fellow Jersey guy, like I'd always say. Um, to call him Double J. Uh, I'm from the north. Oh, excuse me. He's from the north. I'm from the south of Jersey. But that doesn't make a difference with two Jersey guys holding it down on a Thursday night, talking to sports and uh, uh, whatever else can uh, um, come across the table that we uh, want to talk about. Without further ado, let me bring in my esteemed co-host. Oh, man, I haven't talked in a while. What's up, Jeff? Heard you missed us. We're back. Yes, we're back. Hey, Jeff. Um a lot of things, man, going on today. Uh, um, first of all, the um, this this game is probably one of the better matchups for Thursday night. Uh, we got a team that's super hot in the Dallas Cowboys, and we have a uh, uh, a defense that's trying to break and snap that win streak that the Dallas Cowboys have and uh, get another win uh, in in their column. 
minus their head coach who had emergency eye surgery today. Now, what else can go wrong with this team? Talk to me, Jeff. Give me a little bit about this uh, uh, yeah, matchup. I, I was thinking the same thing. I mean, you know, in the NFL, every team's got to deal with injuries. The Vikings have had more than usual. You know what's bad when the coaches are banged up because uh, yep. you just assume that the coaches could uh, be there for all 16 games. But uh, Mike Zimmerman with a, a eye operation and uh, – uh, hopefully, uh, you know, that's serious business. So, uh, hopefully he'll be all right. And, uh, you know, what it almost slipped my mind that, uh, North Turner had been offensive coordinator, but, uh, mm-hmm. he, uh, resigned during the season, which is kind of rare. Maybe he would have been acting head coach if he still was on the staff, but it's the, uh, special teams coach is going to be the, uh, interim head coach with, uh, right. Zimmerman, uh, out. And uh, this might be better than usual for a Thursday night game because some of these uh, Thursday night games have been a little sloppy. But both yep. of these teams are playing on full rest because they both played on Thanksgiving. So uh, yep. that might work out well. So uh, hopefully it will. And uh, I got uh, Stefan Diggs. I'm starting. Uh, he didn't play on Thanksgiving, but uh, hopefully uh, he's good to go. I hate starting a guy the week first week back from injury, but uh, it, <laughs> yeah, it's a no. good matchup for him. So, mm-hmm. and, and he's, believe me, he, he's too good to sit when he's healthy. Yeah. Uh, well, to tell you the truth. I'm not a big Stefan's big fan. Um, I found out the, uh, um, he's it, the same old thing with him. Um, just like last year when he was a rookie, uh, st- started out like, like a house of fire fizzled out in a, for the most part, uh, uh, for the, uh, later part of the season. Um, and he did the same thing to the, this year. Started out hot, fills it out in the middle of the season, and now we got to see what the, what's he going to do uh, to close the season out. So I'm, 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 he's he's a little bit, in, in my opinion, a little bit too wishy washy, uh, inconsistent for me. So <laughs> I, uh, I there's a I've um, tried to stay away from him, um, and and when I do play him, it's got to be because I don't have anybody else to play that I feel feel uh, uh, can give me po- any possible points that I would uh, warrant. Um, uh, and I don't think I have him on any of my teams. I think I had, may have had him on my, my one of my Yahoo teams. I'm not sure if I still do or not. I may have dropped him. I, I'm not sure. Um, anyway, uh, speaking of today, this game, how do you see this game going? And, and give me your prediction on who you may think is going to be the the uh, victor in this team uh, in this game I should mm-hmm. say yeah you know if they go, go, going with Stephon Diggs I mean you know uh, you know fantasy football you got studs and duds and then there's putt mm-hmm. you know what a putt is that's a guy who only has a big game when you have him on the bench but when you start him he doesn't win gods that's a putt <laughs> and, yep. and unfortunately that's been my experience uh, a few times with Stephon Diggs and uh, you know, consistency is very important. Like, you know, talk about consistency. And I remember one week uh, I started Michael Thomas over Stephon Diggs because uh, Michael Thomas is, you know, uh, you know, rookie, great rookie receiver for the Saints. He's been very consistent. Of course, that week Diggs goes off and Thomas fumbles twice. And then mm-hmm. to, to add insult to injury, it's a CBS Sports Line League, and they do those weekly recaps. And 
those recaps are horrible. They provide no insight. So they basically say I'm a bad GM because uh, I started Thomas over uh, Stefan Diggs. Give me a break, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I tell you, uh, it just uh, it, it's just I know it's just generated by the uh, computer, but th- those recaps provide zero insight. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. if you had looked at the rankings, the percentages, the projections, Thomas, the consistency, Thomas was a better star. It didn't work out that week. Don't call me an idiot for that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, sure. But uh, this, uh, you know, um, I'll tell you, Dallas, I hate to say it, they've looked so good. Um, you know, Minnesota, they got questions on the line. You know, it's, you know, they – you know, they started off the season pretty hot, you know, next man up. But then when it's the next man after the next man, and sometimes it gets a little dicey, you know. Um, and uh, not for a while, but uh, AP might be coming back. But I'll tell you, you know, uh, if he comes back, it'll be during the playoffs. Or I should say playoffs. Uh, and, uh, you know, and then, then playoffs, you know, you're playing for keeps. And... I'll tell you, as go- as great as he is, I would have trouble starting him his first game active. You yep. Know? Um, yep. You know, it, so then what do you, you know, so then if you pick the guy up, which I noticed you did, good for you, um, mm-hmm. it, I guess in a deeper league, you know, I, I would if he was available. Um, uh, uh, you know, Oh shoot! Lost my thought. But like I said, you know, you'd have to. I, I personally, I'd have to wait for him to have a decent week to start him. So then you're waiting until maybe week 16. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, but well, uh, the only reason I picked him shot. up, Jeff, it's it, it because that uh, the the league that we're in that I picked him up, we go to week 17. Otherwise, yeah, true, I, I, true. In in, an, in another in another league uh, where we only go to week 16. Um, I had him on a waiver wire because in in the league I'm, in, I'm talking about, they um, um, their waiver wire wire claims are on a thir- Thursday morning, like um, with, like most of them are on a uh, Wednesday morning. And ESPN, and most of them ESPN, you put your waiver wire claims in before Wednesday, and they go through whether they're successful or not I mean, before Wednesday, like Tuesday, Monday, whatever. Um, a Tuesday after the Monday night's games cleared, you put your waiver wire claims in and they go through on Wednesday. Well, this, this league, I'm, I, I put a waiver wire claim in. I put him up there, Adrian Peterson. Um, I don't know if it was the first or second, because I put in multiple waiver claims. And I don't know if it was the first or second priority I wanted it. And then I changed my mind because I thought about it for a minute. I said, he's not going to play this week. He's not going to play next week. And more than likely, he won't play fifth, uh, weeks 15. So the only time that I'm thinking that he's going to play, maybe, maybe, if he's ready, would be week 16. And I thought about it for a minute. Even if I got him, um, look at what 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 the what what transpired when he was healthy in the beginning of the season. I think he was averaging less than two yards a carry, um, and I don't think he had. 60 or 70 total yards of the of the games he played of the games multiple games he played i think two or three games and he didn't he didn't total over 100 yards let me put it that way 
So he had a that because of the O line, and that O line hasn't gotten any better. In fact, it may have gotten worse. So, um, but I picked them up anyway, just just on the speculation that you never know. Um, maybe it's week fifteen he plays. I'd kind of doubt it. Maybe sixteen he plays. Um, but I, the only reason I picked them up is because we go to week seventeen, so it's one extra week that it's a possibility that may, he may play. So. That's the only only reason I picked them up, um, just 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 for the heck of it and, and to see anything. But uh, I think I told you earlier in the uh, season, probably in the, probably more than one time, that I've never had any luck with Adrian Peterson. The times I've had him, he's he's he's, he's always gotten hurt, and, and and that is without a shadow of a doubt, he has always gotten hurt. And the one time I picked him up, I think I had him last year, and I traded him away. He was a beast, and so I've never had any any luck. And some some just I know you know it too. Some players, no matter what you do, you never have any luck with them, whether it's good or bad. Uh, you sit them, and they go off. You put them in the lineup, they 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 go off. You trade them away, and and they're monsters after the time you traded them away when they were when they were absolutely duds when you had them. So, and Adrian Peterson is that type. That believe it or not is that player for me. I've had him in multiple times in playoffs, and he's killed me in my playoffs. And I've and I've vowed that I would never, ever get Adrian Peterson on my team, uh, and, and expect Adrian Peterson type of numbers because it has never, ever happened for me. So uh, it is what it is, and uh, I, I move on. There's a lot of other good players out there, and I just um, wish anybody who has them and plays them. God bless him. Maybe he has better luck than I have, but it just seems like he has uh, a dark cloud. Anytime the AP uh, comes on JT's lineup, it's a dark cloud. So I, 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 I move the other way. Anyway. Um, well, well, excuse me. I, I got to ask, did, did, did you have him the year he got suspended? Yes. Yes, oh, I did. That, the thing is, an injury. Yes, I did. You can't get mad at a guy for. But he beat the. He beat up his son. I mean, yeah. that 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 could have been avoided. And uh, you know, I mean, that's really bad. I mean, you know, that, and it's funny because uh, my buddy had AP that year, and then there was, was two thousand fourteen, right? That yeah, I think so. Then there was that stupid rumor going around that. That he was gonna, you know, they were appeal was gonna go through when he was gonna come back, and then mm-hmm. people were making big, uh, big waiver claims for him, and then he didn't come back. Um, right. You know, I'll tell you, my one of my AP experiences was um, I had him in uh, the ESPN league we're both in, and in that league, I don't like it, but it, it's a long story, but it's kind of necessary to have roster limits, so you can only carry so many running backs on the roster. So, you know, mm-hmm. personally, so I don't like to handcuff the running backs. I don't even like that term, actually, but whatever. People know what it means. So Yes, I understand. Because it was AP, I had Toby Gerhardt, you know, so I, I waste a roster spot on that bum for the whole season. But then finally, late in the year, I think that was when AP got, had his first uh, big knee injury. And uh, I was like, yes, it was worth it keeping Gerhardt the whole year. Then, of course, I think during uh, the national anthem, Gerhardt got hurt, you know, because that's all that guy was good for. So mm-hmm. I, I was more ticked off at Gerhardt. I was more ticked off at myself for wasting a, a roster spot on that guy. 
Um, and uh, I'll tell you, uh, you know, it just it seems every year a little more, a little more becomes more about the injuries. And uh, the big injury news today is Gronk with the yep. back surgery, yep. which I think is his third. And yep. my thing is, you know, I don't think – I've ever had Gronk on a fantasy team. And, and and believe me, I know the guy's a great player, but I just can't take a tight end that soon, as great as he is. And, and also because of his injury history. that That's part of it also. I mean, you know, uh, it, it, it just, I mean, I don't know. I think you could overcome it sometimes if you have a star running back get hurt. But to take a tight end that early dominant as he is but then it kind of puts you behind the eight ball at the other positions so exactly i i I just can't do it and and i've seen the arguments for it but i I just can't get behind it so you know that's the thing it's your team you got to run it the way you want and uh you know so the guys who took gronk i mean they knew he was going to miss or there was a good chance he was going to miss early games he missed three games uh, that's huge. That's a big chunk. Three games is nothing to sneeze. They miss three games. Then when a guy comes back from that, it's hard to start him that first game back. I think he left last week early. I mean, he's still, despite missing those games, he's still in the top 10 for tight end scoring. But believe me, you know, that's not what you're going to draft early. Uh, you know, you, you, you could have got a guy in the middle rounds. I mean, there's a guy who I have in uh, one league I like a lot, Cameron Brake, the rookie with Tampa. I, I think that was one of the reasons they got rid of uh, Safarian Jenkins. Well, I, you know, I'm sorry, Brake, I don't think he's a rookie. It seems like a rookie because this is his first, you know, big, uh, you know, first time he's uh, starting. I think he's mm-hmm. a second or third year man. But uh, he quietly, he's in the top ten for tight ends. Yep. Um, Jameis loves throwing to this tight end. Well, yeah, well, his – you know his his first love is Mike Good Times Evans, but yep, when, that's always his first look. But then uh, if he's covered, then uh, he's looking for Cameron Brait, and uh, hey, Brait is making the best of it. And uh, you know, hey, last year, the year before, the guys who took the chance on uh, Gronk, good good for them. But uh, uh, you know, I, I just can't do it. I can't do it. Uh, I never, you know. I never could, Jeff. I, I've never had him on my team. Never wanted him. Tell you the truth, never wanted him on my team because you have to pay t- too much, too big a price. Exactly. Um, to get him. And, and you know, uh, and I really appreciate tight ends, and I, I'd like to, as long as it's not doesn't cost me too much. I like to have two good ones if I can, because. Uh, of course, you know, in coverage for uh, the bye week and injuries. And sometimes, um, you know, once in a while you can start two of them because you can start one as the flex in most leagues. So um, I think I, I almost prefer – I'd rather have a good tight end two over a good quarterback two because at least uh, you can start two tight ends. You can't start two quarterbacks unless you're playing in a super flex league, which I'm not with that. So I don't, I don't play in any super flex leagues, which – for those who don't know, you know, most leagues you could start a running back, wide receiver, tight end as a flex. And super flex, you could start a quarterback as flex. Nope, not not my bag. Okay. Well, I just saw something come through here uh, on my phone, Jeff. 
and I just popped it up on my um uh, my computer, my laptop. And as far as I know, the NFL and correct me if I'm wrong, their officials are all part time. Am I right about that? Correct. Well, as of 2017, according to Troy Vincent, who talked to uh, um, the AP, <coughs> the Associated Press, the NFL expects to, uh, 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 to hire 17 full-time officials for the year 2017. In addition, the NFL plans to add an eighth referee to game crews up from the current number of seven. Uh, the moves have yet to be finalized. Both propositions will be presented in front of the NFL Competition Committee in February when, they will, when they'll be officially set in motion if approved. The quality of NFL officiating has been a storyline throughout the year. What else is new? Beginning with the season opening game between the Carolina Panthers and the Denver Broncos when the league announced officials missed an illegal hit to Panthers quarterback Cam Newton. Um, Tober Newton told reporters he felt his safety on the field was under a threat as a result of officials' failure to properly penalize opposing defenses for illegal hits. Um, quite naturally, you heard it when he says it, it's taking the fun out of the game. Uh, at times, I don't even feel safe, and enough is enough. He did talk to the uh, uh, commissioner, uh, commissioner uh, your, your favorite commissioner, Roger Goodell, um, uh, and the uh, – Exactly a month ago today, uh, New Orleans Saints head coach Sean Payton argued that the NFL should hire full-time officials. Quote, the system currently hasn't improved. We say it has, but it hasn't. We're the only league with officials who have primary other jobs, which is really madness. We can pay these guys. They should be full-time NFL officials, and they should be working throughout the week communicating. Every other sports league employs full-time officials, and our guys, these guys all have other significant jobs. I just think it's very difficult to do. Well, it looks like the fans and whoever else besides the uh, players and, and some of the coaches have complained enough, Bruce Arians and, and up the like, have complained enough, Sean Payton, and I, I know I'm leaving some out, but um, they're there complaining about officials and how um, lacking officials are um, in their uh, calling of a game. Now they're going to, well, it's in the process, let me put it that way. It looks like a foregone conclusion that starting in uh, um, the 2017 season, full-time officials will be just like all the other um professional uh, sports. What's your thoughts? You know, uh, I mean, I think, I, I mean, I don't know if what good it would be having all the NFL officials full-time. I mean, what would they do all week? And, you know, uh, they get paid pretty well for part-time work. And as bad as they can be, they're still better than the other sports. But I think it would make sense to have one person and that person you think should be the you know the the crew chief the manager whatever to be full time it would make sense to have one full time person per crew um 
I mean, that that would make some sense. Um, but, you know, the NFL also, uh, they're, they're pretty frugal. You know, I mean, they locked out the refs in uh, 2012. But I think the refs do have some sort of uh, union. Um, if they all were full-time, I don't know if that would change the union situation. But you don't want to be like baseball where they were years ago. I don't think it's as much now. They were stuck with some dead wood as yep. umpires because of the union. Yep. You don't want that. Yep. And yep. I think that was one of the reasons why historically the NFL refs were better than the other sports because, you know, they they were, uh, you know, when refs messed up, they'd get rid of them basically. And, mm-hmm. you know, in baseball, they had too much job security, uh, much too much. And same thing in basketball. Look what it led to in basketball. You know, uh, you know, Tim Donahue scandal, um, you know. So uh, I think the one full-time ref per uh, per crew would be good. Now, if they add an extra official, I mean, I, I, I had heard that they were going to have an alternate. Like if somebody got hurt during a game or something, they could put in the alternate. I mean, wow, eight refs. I mean, back in the day, it used to be six. Uh, then, you know, they added a seventh. Eight refs is a lot of refs, man. You know, pretty soon there'll be more refs than players, you know. Um, but, but you know what I don't understand? And, that, you know, now with the uh, postseason coming up, uh, that they work as a, a crew all year round, and then they, they put all-star groups together for the playoffs. Now, they should put the best crews in for the playoffs. Put the best individuals for the Pro Bowl, which means nothing, but at least it'll be some recognition. You know what I'm saying? I mean, mm-hmm. the – the NFL teams work as a team. The coaches work as a team. The refs work as a team. And then they blow it up for the playoffs. Don't like it. Because, uh, you know, they should have guys who work well together, know each other, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, it just it seems inconsistent. Uh, yeah, it only, it only makes sense that if you're used to working with a, a cer- certain group of people and um, within that certain group of people, uh, you're the you're the I wouldn't say the best one, but um, you're to me you're a reflection of the the people that work around you. Let me put it that way. And if if one guy seems to stand out for whatever reason, um, but the uh, the rest of the crew is is no slouch either, then they should work together, not uh, throw a mismatch of of uh, <clears throat> officials together because of. Um, one may may get graded a little higher than the other, so you figured all you get all the higher grades together, and you'll have that that uh, an elite group. Well, not necessarily because these guys haven't worked together. They may be they may work work well, stand out when they work with a certain crew, their own crew. Now you put them all together. They're not used to working um, with the the guys around, and 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 it's a high profile game. It, it makes no sense, and and it, and it calls for a lot of, or well, opens for a lot of, um, um, lack lack of, for lack of a better word, bad officiating. So, all right, Jeff, this is only a half hour. Um, we got about two minutes left. Uh, um, the other thing I wanted to talk about, what the heck did I want to talk about here? I just I just had it. Um. Where the heck was it at? Um, I lost it. 
Jesus Christ, I lost it. Um, what else did you? What else do you want to bring out before we we uh, get out of here? Well, you got something uh, that uh, you, some, you, enlightening people. Me, uh, well, I saw some bad news before the show that uh, um, a former uh, NFL player. Uh, yes, and uh, that's what I wanted to bring. Star out. Joe McKnight. Um, mm-hmm. It looks like a, some type of traffic accident or something. I mean, Road I rage. That, man. Road rage. That, man, that man, that is so messed up. I, I hate that so much. I mean, he's a young man. I mean, and, and the only reason I know about it is, you know, because he played pro ball. I think he's been playing up in Canada. Um, excuse me. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, it, it just when you see a, a, any person get shot, and it looks most likely it was over something stupid. Uh, ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Yep. It's supposedly with road rage. Uh, uh, McKnight didn't have a gun. Uh, this guy, uh, McKnight, was standing outside his vehicle when he was shot. Um, I l- listened to Francesa, and th- this is this is how bad this is. Um, from the guy shot McKnight. McKnight. McKnight was laying on the ground. The guy walked up, stood over him, and and I'm not going to say the four-letter word, but he did say, I told you not to with me, and he shot him again as he was laying on the ground. Unbelievable. All, all over road rage. Over whatever, for whatever reason, somebody cut somebody off, or somebody just didn't like the way the guy, guy, the guy was 54 years old. 54 years old, and and, and that that I mean that's absolutely people are nuts, man. Road rage. You know people what? Are nuts. See, I didn't I didn't know that. Now, funny you say that because you, sometimes you hear this thing, you almost assume it's some you know young gang idiot, but I guess it's some old idiot, you know, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. or older idiot, you know. I mean, and, and then you know what's gonna happen? I mean, poor Joe McKnight and his poor family, and then uh, this uh, this shooter. They, you know, they're going to send him to the joint, and then uh, taxpayers get to foot the bill for uh, putting this this uh, loser away for a long time. You know, um, ridiculous for for, for nothing. It, it, and, for nothing. And, and 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 the guy stayed on the scene and surrendered his weapon. I guess as soon as the police uh, um, drove up. So, I. I, I, I I, I'm shaking my head, man, because I, I it, it's unbelievable. The guy shot him for whatever reason, shot him, whatever road, road rage that he absolutely uh, um, couldn't deal with, and uh, then stayed on the scene. I don't know when he, when he came to his senses. I, I have no idea, and not to say that that guy should have taken off, but what I'm saying is he stayed on the scene and waited for the, the authorities to get there, and he surrendered his weapon. To the authorities, and they took him into a custody quite naturally. Now, um, that people are crazy. You got to understand, life is precious. Um, nothing's nothing is promised. Not one second, not one minute, not one hour, one day. Uh, nothing's promised, and you got to cherish each and every um, time that you have left on this earth because you never know when it's going to end. And unfortunately, you never know if someone's going to end it for you, as in Joe Knight, uh, um, unfortunately, found out from some a 54-year-old grown-ass man. 
um, that should have known quite naturally, should have known better, but apparently it didn't. And he's going to pay the ultimate price. Uh, Jonah B. Knight paid the ultimate price with his life, and the other guy is going to pay the ultimate, another type of price and spending time in prison reflecting on something that shouldn't have taken place in the first place. All right, Jeff, um, it's been a pleasure. Uh, good luck in your first um, game of the week in your fantasy. Um, uh, and for most people, it's, this is the last week to make a last-ditch effort to get into the playoffs, um, which start next week. Um, so good luck. And, and uh, hopefully uh, you gain that victory to, to catapult you into the playoffs because you got to be in it to win it. No matter what your record, the whole, the whole mission throughout the regular season is to get into the playoffs. Whether you undefeated with one, two, or three, or four, or five, or six losses, whatever amount of losses that you have or wins you have, the whole key is to get into the playoffs. Because you can have the worst record, the eighth seed or whatever seed that you the last seed in in your uh, uh, um, league, and win it. Because you 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 never know what how the chips may fall from each weekly matchup in the playoffs. So the key is getting the playoffs. So hopefully uh, Jeff uh, and myself and whoever else is playing fantasy football can get that win and um, start their journey to a possible championship. Jeff, my friend, I'll talk to you later. Uh, Come back next week, people, and we'll be here at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, as always, on the FS Pre-Crew Show. Uh, Enjoy the rest of the week, and uh, enjoy tonight. This should be a good, fun game for for once. See ya. Yeah. Mr. Encore. Fantasy sports and politics crew, yeah, check. Fantasy sports and politics, ain't no other talk show hot as this. Cover every sport and we get it all right. Log on the site, you can listen tonight. Talk about the game.